Okay. So we are doing now Tuesday of Parsha Mikay. And what's happened thus far is that Yosef Joseph had said at the end of the previous portion to the butler of Pharaoh, um, after he explained his dream that in three days he would be restored to his position, he said, please remember me to Pharaoh. And, of course, he did not, as what Rashi's told us, based on his own wickedness, and also because even though for most of us that would be fine and appropriate, it's called making a vehicle in nature, which God wants us to do, but if you're on a very high spiritual level, God says, no, you shouldn't even do that. So for both of those reasons, it took two more years until Pharaoh had this dream that very much disturbed him of seeing these seven fat cows swallowed up by seven thin cows and then seven beautiful sheaves of wheat consumed by seven very uh, withered sheaves of wheat. And because nobody could explain it in a way that made sense to him, people said like, oh, you can have seven daughters, they're going to be born, they're going to die. And he's like, no, that doesn't make sense. That's a personal issue. This is about me as king or no, that doesn't make sense. What do daughters have to do with, with, with cattle or with sheaves of wheat? That can't be the dream. So then the butler, sort of reluctantly and in a very derogatory way, mentioned Yosef, Joseph, as the ultimate explainer of dreams. And Pharaoh had him taken out of the prison that he had been in seemingly for about 12 years exactly sure how many months until he was there, but he was sold at 17. He stood in front of Pharaoh. He's 30. So it's 13 years later. So for perhaps almost 13 years, he was in this prison pit. And he explains the dream. And it's going to be the seven years of plenty and the seven years of famine. And God is telling you this so you can prepare and you could storehouse food during the years of plenty to support your country during the years of famine. At which point, Pharaoh said, wow, I mean, you definitely should be the man to take care of this job, which is sort of interesting. What does he know about Joseph? He's just a, I don't know, a suspected who knows what that's been in this prison for years and years and years, and suddenly he's making him king over Egypt. But it wasn't only that Joseph interpreted the dream. Joseph also showed his enormous wisdom in understanding the solution to God's message. This is what's going to be, and Joseph had the wisdom to understand what needed to be done, which is what the Pharaoh say, you are the man for the job. So continuing, we are in chapter 41, verse 39. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has informed you of all this, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. In other words, Rosh explains, you, Joseph, said we should look for a discerning wise man to, to lead this project. Well, there's no one who's discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and by your command shall all my people be sustained. Only by the throne shall I outrank you. So Rosh explains this Hebrew word, yishak, as it, the Uncles explains it, to be sustained. That all the needs of the people be carried out through you, as we've seen in other places in Chumash. Only by the throne... I outrank you, which means the throne means they call me king. The throne expresses the kingship. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I've placed you in charge of all the land of Egypt. So again, in the Hebrew, it's nasati, which means I have given you. 
Rashi explains, giving you means appointed you, which is, of course, giving. For, for greatness or for lowness, there's a giving. I have given you to be very great, or I've given you to be disgraced and lowly. The same word is used in the Hebrew. And Pharaoh removed his ring from upon his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. He then had him dressed in garments of linen, and he placed a gold chain on his neck. So Rashi explains that the giving of the king's ring is a sign that the person who receives this ring is second to the king. That's why he gave him the ring. And these garments of linen were given to him because in Egypt that was viewed as something very important. And the chain, Rashi explains this is a necklace and it's made of links arranged side by side, which is why it's called this chain. As we see many different proofs that show this example. And he had him ride in his second chariot and they proclaimed before him Avreich and they appointed him over all the lands of Egypt. So he rode in the chariot second to the king. It was called Avreich. What does Avreich mean? So Rashi gives her actually three explanations. First, Avreich means the like the father of the king, so to speak. In other words, Av is like a father and Rach is a king. So that would be combining those two terms. Another way of understanding it, in other words, sort of like we would view the divisor, the second to the king, the patron to the king. Another way of explaining it if you take this word Avrech, is Av, father, and Rach, young, meaning Joseph was like a father in wisdom and young in years. A third way of explaining it is Avrech is from the root word Berach, which is knees, because everyone was like under his authority. Everyone had to bend their knees to him and acknowledge his authority. So again, either Avrech as the aid to the king, or Avrech as full of wisdom in younger years, or Avrech as all bend their knees and submit to his authority before him. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without you no man may lift up his hand or his foot in all the land of Egypt. So again, we have here actually two explanations Rashi gives for the sentence here, the stating either Pharaoh is saying, I'm Pharaoh, I have the power to decree what I want in my kingdom, and I'm decreeing that no man has any power except with your permission. Or another way, which is similar to what Pharaoh said before, is I'm Pharaoh, I'm the king. But everything else is in your power. Pharaoh called Joseph's name Tafnas Taneach, and he gave him Asnas, the daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On, for a wife. And then Yosef went out, Joseph went out over the land of Egypt. Tzafnas Taneach means someone who explains that which is hidden, the cryptic things. And Rashi says it's actually not a Taneach. There's no other word like it in all of the Tanakh, but it means that which is hidden, that which is cryptic. Who's this Potiphera, the priest of On? This is Potiphar in other words, the original master of Joseph when he first came to Egypt 13 years before, 
and he's called Potiphera because he re, because God caused him to be impotent through seemingly natural causes because he desired Joseph for homosexual relations. So that's the idea of Pharaoh, like Perua, which is the idea of being mutilated. Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Joseph was Pharaoh's presence, and he passed through the entire land of Egypt. The land produced by the handfuls during the seven years of abundance, meaning it, it's literally, it means to do, but in our context here, it means to produce. Handfuls, meaning handfuls over handfuls, little by little, hand by hand, they stored it all away. He gathered all the food of the seven years that came to pass in the land of Egypt, and he placed food in the cities, the food of the field that was around each city he placed within it. Drash explains the reason the verse is saying it this way is because every land preserves its own fruits. So the produce that grew in a certain area, he preserved it in the earth, in the dirt of that area, so that would keep it from rotting. Joseph amassed grain like the sands of the sea very much until he ceased counting, but there's no number. Meaning, who sees counting? Well, the counter sees counting, which is, as actually Rush explained to us yesterday, when something is so obvious, the verse can drop the noun who we're talking about, because we know. So the counter stopped counting. There's no number anymore. So in this case, ki a misbar means because there's no more numbers, because we you know, have more grain than we have numbers. Now, to Joseph were born two sons when the years of the famine had not yet set in. Priest of Om bore to him. So the verse specifies before the famine because during a famine you shouldn't have relationships. Which is why the verse emphasizes they were born before the famine. As if one should be, even if you have enough food and you have plenty, but still there should be the suffering with the common, with everyone else. Joseph called the name of his first word Menashe, for God has made me forget, Menashe is that word Nashani, forget, all my hardships and all my father's households. And the name of his second son he called Ephraim, for God has made me fruitful, Ephraim, Hifrani, fruitful in the land of my suffering. So we see that uh, when you go down to Egypt, and there you still serve God, you become fruitful. Specifically in Egypt, Joseph as in serving God, was able to be very fruitful and serve God specifically with Egypt and all of its materialism and all of its impurities. He was able to rise above them and through them be a servant of God. 